Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith and work, today we're talking about accountability, a woman's perspective. And we've got none other than two superstars right here in Pinellas County and Tampa Bay, Chris Hartland with Peace Wealth Management and Paula Claire Smith with Coastal Commercial Real Estate. They're joining us for our discussion today. But before we get to Paula and Chris, I want to read this verse about accountability. From Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. I should say this, her friend can help her up. But pity the woman who falls and has no one to help her up. You can read it either way. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though the one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. You know, a lot of times that is read in reference to uh, marriage. But I'm telling you what, it also goes to accountability and it also goes to deep friendships. And that's what you guys have. Paula and Chris are friends. Now, I met them both separately. Actually, I met. I, I finally got in front of Chris because of you, Paula. Thank you. You're welcome. It was a it was a it was a big effort. But you guys and your friendship and the deepness of it and what you bring to the table. That's why I wanted you here because you guys are both fantastic business people, and I wanted people to hear your testimonies, hear about your businesses, and hear about Christ's impact in your workplace. But I really wanted to hear about how you guys hold each other accountable. So, 
Paula Clara Smith, Chris Hartland, welcome to the I Work For Him show. Thank you. Happy it's our to pleasure. Be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope you feel that way at the end, Chris. Really, I do. <laughs> you know, we've gotten to know each other a lot over the last years, and I really I have a lot of respect for how you guys treat each other and really endear each other and how you look at each other in your, in your workplaces. And so before we get started, I want to hear how Christ is making an impact on your life. So, Chris, I was going to start with you. But I don't know. But I'm looking to the left already. So we'll go. We'll go to Paula Claire Smith with Coast. It's Coastal Commercial Real Estate, right? That's the. That's that the, is it. That's yes. the new one. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Very exciting. It is very exciting. Paula, how is Christ making an impact on your life today? I think the easiest way to describe it is in the decisions that I make and what I say yes to. Lisa Turkhorse in one of her books, The Best Yes, really had spelled it out for me very clearly and that I make my decisions based on, on scripture, based on chasing that decision down and making those good decisions are all based on where my faith is and who I, who I am actually accountable to. Hmm, that's awesome. Chris, what about you? How's Christ making an impact on your life today? I really like that you say today, because it has to be a decision every day if you want to stay transformed. So before I go to work for him and after I wake up for him, there are sort of five things that are must do's for me. And Paul and I share a couple of those. But I start with devotion and prayer, a gratitude journal, breakfast and exercise every day. I try to do that every day. I think I take one day off exercise on Fridays. So on Friday. Friday is my only my no, day nice. off exercise. Good for you. <laughs> okay, no, that's good. Is that, is that like a good cleansing for the soul to admit that on Friday you just eat donuts for breakfast? Is that what it is? Better not. No, no, she doesn't. <laughs> I'll hold Chris her Hartland, I've never seen her eat anything unhealthy. I mean, that's the most amazing thing. We we do a. You guys are part of my business his way a roundtable discussion group that Martha and I and Ross Harrop with C twelve put together, and and it's it's great. I watch what you guys eat, and both of you eat like I don't know squirrels, healthy food, fruit and nuts little yogurt here and there it's it's impressive yeah well i'm glad that leaves more donuts for me so it's it's okay i don't think we better tell them we shared a white chocolate macadamia <laughs> nut coffee muffin, muffin the other day. <laughs> nice. hey, hey we shared it Wait, we didn't eat the whole do you know how many calories in a muffin i don't really care i know how many's in there martha always goes she always buys one that she looks at the the wrapper i'm like don't you dare do that what Put that down. Don't look at that. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Well, these are homemade, so so that's we, we really somewhat, They're usually better when they're homemade. They are good. Yeah. Our favorite coffee shop where we meet on Wednesdays when we cycle. Where's that? Give them a little plug. Or do you not well, want people Indian to know Shores. about it? No, absolutely. Indian Shores Coffee. Great place. Great people. Good food. Right there on Gulf coffee. Boulevard. Right there on Gulf They've Boulevard. They've got a cute place over there on the east side of the road. Yes, they do. And a great, if you like coffee house music on Friday nights, it's just, it's wonderful. It's a great place to be. And, and we get our, there's not a whole lot of people there always when we're there because we're there pretty early. So we get to pull up a chair and sit down at a table and enjoy the conversation. And My son and his wife went there when they were down here on vacation a couple of weeks ago and they went on a Friday night. And and they said, um, we had to sit outside. There was no seating inside. And my son had worn a jacket. It was one of those cool nights a month ago. And he goes, I was cold. I was yeah. cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great place. Cool. All right. So you guys on a daily basis, just start off, just tell me what you do. Now, Chris, I'm just going to say to the audience, you, 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 you own and you run Peace Wealth Management. So you're a financial advisor. There's so many things you can say and can't say on the radio. So I'll just let you say what you can say so that we're in compliance. Yeah, I won't tell you what stocks to buy today over no. the radio, but I will tell you that what we do is align your resources with your mission. I believe that 
he is Jehovah Jireh, and what he's called you to do, he will provide for you to do. That's a great song. I just want to break out and sing, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. But okay. don't. But I won't. Okay, I won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you see how fast Paula just said that? <laughs> like a true friend. But don't sing, Jim. Please don't sing. All right, so... Say it again, Chris, because that was just, it sounded like a 30-second infomercial, but it's okay. We're not on, we're, you're not standing up at B&I. You actually won't get dinged. So go ahead. Just talk a little bit more about what you really do. And you've been doing it for how long? Oh, over 25 years. Okay. So, so you're not a rookie at this. you yeah. got some real experience in helping people do what you do. So tell them what, again what you did. Well, I say aligning your resources with your mission, which is really creating a plan. But my husband is, he says we're guardians of our clients' wealth. He stands on guard, making sure whatever's happening in the economy, we're paying attention in their portfolio. So that's really cool. It's it's great. And what you do, you do very, very well. You have a fabuloso reputation in this community. And no, I haven't had much sugar today. I really haven't. I had a fruit smoothie for breakfast, half apple, excuse me, half, a little apple juice, a full orange, and a whole bunch of strawberries. Hey, that was all natural products. Andrea's giving me a hard time. No Mountain Dew for a week today. None. Oh, congratulations. I Have know. you ever heard of fructose? <laughs> but it wasn't high fructose corn syrup because it came from strawberries and oranges. I think you did great. Thank Shall you, Shall we Paula. call it a natural high? <laughs> I think I'm naturally high all the time. Because actually all my friends are going, Jim, you're actually more hyper without the Mountain Dew than under the Mountain Dew influence. I don't know. You've known me longer, Paula. You can comment. Okay. All right. So, Paula, on a daily basis, what do you do? You're fabulous at it. I'll let you share it. What I do is I help people who are primarily business owners, investors who are looking for real estate investments or facilities for their client or for themselves, either to lease or to buy or to dispose of that property so that they can get on whatever their strategic plan is for in, often for their investments as well as for their own businesses and what their business needs. So we're talking commercial properties. All that's commercial. Your, that's Retail, your industrial, is... office. Um, I love doing assemblage. I really enjoy doing the assemblage because that's the, the puzzle. And that's really what the fun comes from. Is putting Nobody has any idea together. what assemblage means. That's a new word. It's never been spoken before here on this show. <laughs> that means putting together the the buyer on property A with the with the, or the uh, the seller on property A with the the owner on property B and and then joining them up with property C. So you end up with a city block that then you can develop with uh, with more density, with more units, with more condos, with more apartments, with more square feet for an industrial building, for drive through for Starbucks that you couldn't get otherwise, or any of those. Wow. Wow. Assemblage. Assemblage. Yes. I just call that putting the deal together. Well, that's a little different. Yeah. Well, but but it's not because you're getting Bob and Jim and John and Jane and Betty, and they all have an interest, and they all want to do it, and so they all work together so that it all works together smoothly. But assemblage is a way better word. Yep. It's a lot easier to say. Good. All right. So coastal commercial real estate. Yes. Peace wealth management. All right, I just want to make sure I said that. Listen, you said it. These these two ladies are very good friends of mine. They do a, they, they're awesome people at what they do, and I want to make sure they're not on here to promote their businesses. They're on here to talk about Christ, but it really and accountability. But I, I want you to know that I get good quality business people in here. You can do business with them. All right, so how did you two become friends? 
Well, that was um, that happened because of daughters. Very often, it happens because of the kids. You get to know a lot of your your best friends because of um, because of kids. And this was our daughters, and they were on a musical mission trip to Jamaica with the mm. Keswick Choir, and um, and that's how we met. We both went and sat around the pool at one point and said, "Well, what do you do? Well, what do you do?" And from there, I uh, came back home, and I handed her my finances and said, do something with this stuff. Nice. Nice. So you met so you met because of a missions trip, not because of sporting events. A lot of times people meet because of sporting events. But your kid's on a mission trip from Keswick. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Keswick's a great, those of you not here from Tampa Bay, Keswick is a great private Christian school uh, right here in Tampa Bay. All right, Chris, you got a different perspective on how you met? Because a lot, you know, you were both there, but, you know, everybody always sees things differently. No, I don't have a different perspective. My daughter was actually in the band. Hers was in the choir. I like telling the story when we stopped at a Jamaican restaurant. We were looking at May Penn on the map. Remember, we told them we met in Jamaica. Oh, that was So you were in Jamaica when you met? You were like sponsors on the trip? We were in Jamaica. We were chaperones. Chaperones? Yeah, Yeah, okay. Chaperones? Yeah. Yeah, we were. So you were the ladies telling people, you know, you were probably what they called the old people on the trip telling us what to do and what we couldn't do. Correct. Awesome. That was great. Always a mom. Oh, that's right. That's for sure. Always a dad, not a mom in my case. But okay, so how many years ago was that? Oh, I don't know. I know Julia just turned 24, so they're out of college now. They she, were in Karen middle. was a sophomore, so she would have been 15, so, 16. Yeah. Nine, ten it, it years ago. was a while ago. ago. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so how did, how did the desire for accountability grow between the two of you? I mean, you met as friends. You had some common interests. You had girls in the same place, so that, that created a bond. But how did the desire for accountability, because accountability is one of those things where, hey, I need somebody to hold me accountable. Do you want to be that person? How did that happen between the two of you? Chris, why don't you answer that? I think you had a great definition of accountability. Well, I think this is where we get to the female perspective on accountability. And it's going to be different. And I think it is going to be different. And that is that we tend to be a little more open when there's somebody that we trust, we know we share values with, that we're going to invite someone to speak truth into our life when we feel comfortable, confident, that person's safe. And it comes very naturally. We were talking about how how easy it was. It just, we didn't decide and say, I'm going to ask you these four questions. We just realized that we were there for one another. Mm. And we were getting together to ride our bikes every Wednesday. And there's been lots of conversations on those bike rides. How do you talk when you're driving 25 miles an hour on a bike, though? We don't go 25 miles per hour on a bike, Jim. We don't. Really? Not typically. Mm Mm-mm. Well, but you got we'll serious. Go Thirty miles, but we won't typically. I mean, it's downhill. <laughs> We're probably going about fifteen miles right. an hour, yeah. side by side on the trail, getting in everybody's way. Yeah. Oh, so you're on the trail. We are mostly on the trail. Okay, so yeah. that's how you can go side by side. I'm like, yeah, people like you guys side by side on Gulf Boulevard. I want to run one of them over because it's driving me crazy. Yeah, we try not to do that. We only do that on Old Oak Hurst and drive people crazy there. Old Oak, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. There's not even a shoulder there, is there? On no. Old? Yeah. no, that's why we have to ride the street, because if you don't, then people think they can pass you really close because they don't want to cross that center line, and that's very dangerous. Yeah, that's... You've got to give us a little room, even yeah. when we're single file. That's... And remember, we stop for muffins, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? Hey, let's ride our bikes 30 miles. We can have a muffin and an iced coffee. We don't do that. No. It's warm. 
it's it's, okay. it's, it's hot. warm. It's hot coffee. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so, but Paula, your perspective on that. Okay. So Chris is saying, hey, you guys hit it off. So she naturally felt like, hey, this is somebody that could pour truth into my life. What was it about Chris that you saw that you wanted that same accountability? Well, it actually grew from um, from when Chris was doing my finances, and uh, from there she assisted me in that. So there was a level of trust there. Obviously, here this is all I have. Do something with it and help me with this. And then when Chris w- went on her healthy phase and and lost all the weight she lost and adopted the healthy lifestyle and wanted to ride her bike, and I've always been very interested in that and very involved in a healthy lifestyle so that then bonded us together uh, that way also and then with the kids and we started meeting up asking i'd come cheer her on at her races those types of things so friendship really breeds that that trust as chris was talking about and remember accountability is not is not judgment you know it's not codependence it's not tell me what to do it's it's really as chris had said um earlier this week she said it's really counsel with permission so um it breeds from a level of trust that then just comes into i need your help will you pray for me what do you think we're going to do our book highlight segment brought to you, of course, by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. The book today, The Way of the Shepherd by Kevin Lehman. Okay, I'm going to let you guys do the book highlight. Tell me what you've learned so far. Well, this is a book we're studying right now at Business His Way. These ladies have both read it cover to cover, right? Yes. They're, yes. Sh- they're, they're not responding. <laughs> Hello, we're on radio. This we're is live radio. Oh, yeah, shaking your heads. That works on TV. Okay, so what does what this book meant to you, Paula? Okay, I'll come back to you. Chris, what did you learn? What's the first thing you told me something right before the show started? First of all, you have to know Kevin Lehman was the guy who wrote Have Have a New Kid by Friday, which I had also read. So this is almost like Be a New Leader by Friday. Yeah, it really is. But I was telling you, I didn't know so much about sheep. I mean, not only is it a great leadership book, but it's very interesting, and it helps you understand the biblical um, references to I just want to be a sheep. Yeah, being a shepherd. I mean, it is it is really really good. It it and it helps you remember the concepts in the book that apply to business leadership because he draws such a great picture analogy with the shepherding. So Paula, how was it for you? It was a great book. The one of the things that I took away from that was the environment and knowing exactly knowing who your sheep are, what what's bothering them, what's the environment that they're forced to work in, and then making sure they're taken care of. It's not really all about you. You really have to take care of those "quote unquote" sheep. Well, and providing that safe, the safe pasture for them, uh, so that they have an environment to actually thrive. That was a very interesting concept. Again, we learned all kinds of things about sheep, but also as it applies to people. And it's all done in a story fashion. It's a very quick read and very, very good. So, if you want to get a copy of "The Way of the Shepherd," written by Kevin Lehman, if you're a business leader, you want to know how to lead people, call to the studio line eight five five two six five twenty nine twenty nine eight fifty five two sixty five twenty nine twenty nine. And remember, you need to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, we're back live and in studio with Chris Hartland with Peace Wealth Management and Paula Clara Smith with Coastal Commercial Real Estate. I got that down now. You do. So what? what is it, you know, I have to always say Paula Claire. I mean, you don't go by Paula, you go by Paula Claire Smith. So uh, is is that just help me out with that? I never have asked that question. Now I'm on the air. I'm going to ask you live. Oh, well, that's the Claire fine. part. 
that Claire Pluck, that's my grandmother's maiden name. But, you know, Paula Smith, you know, that's not... It's kind of generic, isn't it? It's kind of generic. Well, if you're in Minnesota, you'd be one of 25,000 Smiths. Well, it still is, and I won't go through some of the stories I've had with that. No, and (laughs) besides, Paula Claire Smith is is, It's it's an elegant Southern name. My mother's from Memphis, so... Really? Yeah. You just made that up. No, my mom's from Memphis. Where are you from? Cincinnati. (laughs) Well, that's pretty South, too. Yeah. All right, so we were just talking about how you guys are, or why you were doing it, and it really... What was... The the wanting to hold each other accountable did it re- was it because of your faith in Christ is that why you wanted to do this? Yeah, I think um, a lot of it is is having that growth mindset, wanting to grow, not just be stagnant. And of course, that's so much about who Christ has made us is to grow in Him and to grow in relationship. And just the the talent alone, He never set us up to to just take that talent and and stay status quo. So having that growth mindset that um, he gives us. And then the, the accountability to him, which is really the ultimate goal, is is um, something then that I needed somebody to, to help me see through that so that when I read scripture or when I, I had feelings, I didn't rely on feelings and just guess as to what the right thing was. We all need somebody to come alongside us, as scripture says, because together is a really good word. Mm, it is. Chris, what about your perspective? How much I, did your faith come into play into this? I think anybody who gives me advice, I really want to make sure it's through a kingdom view from, mm. from that filter. And thinking about the setup for us having an accountability relationship, I you know, was Paula's financial advisor, and then she was on my advisory council. Um, I bought my building from her that we moved into a couple years ago. And so we really were in a counseling relationship from a business perspective all along. We started biking, and we got into issues with the kids and you know, family issues as well as business issues and just the trust for one another and, and running stuff by. And I have to, I just have to tell you how she holds me accountable though. Cause we laugh. Well, that's the next her. question. So go ahead. So she does it with her eyebrow. <laughs> Paula, I didn't realize you had such powerful eyebrows. I do. Facial expressions. You can't see them on radio. I know, but mm. so I was saying, you know, when I say something and she thinks I'm a little out of line or maybe my perspective's off she gives me the brow but she, single she, brow or double brow i get a single brow yeah, i don't know that i can do double well i guess i can oh yeah, yeah. you can yeah. <laughs> mm. chris on the other hand i get a blank stare and i'm like what <laughs> what you know no that's not it you know so but when you were buying a building and, and paula was helping you buy the building who did you go to for your trusted advisor that didn't have any skin in the game because that that you know violates that kingdom advisors principle where you need to have an advisor that doesn't benefit from the transaction so where did you bring somebody in from the outside on that you know what i she could have sold me any building right so her skin in the game was to sell a building and i wanted a building so i felt like she could be objective as to what building and then she gave me inspectors to look at whatever you know whatever we ended up with which is the building we have on walsingham white mm-hmm. the white dove professional center um, I didn't realize it had a name. Oh, yeah. The White Dove Professional. We Center. had to rebrand it. It was West Shore Urology. <laughs> yeah, I know about that. Okay, okay. Wow. You just, that was a throwdown. I just can't believe you just said that on my radio show. Okay. The White Dove Professional Center. That's good. Chris is now out of breath. She's laughing so hard. Okay. So, why? Let's just, besides the eyebrow and the blank stare. What are some very intentional ways you hold each other accountable? 
Well, definitely you have to ask questions. You have to invest in that person. I mean, it has to become intentional is the best way of describing it, is that we meet every Wednesday unless it's so cold we can't bike. But um, It's never that cold here. Oh, yes. It oh, is. No, it is not. <laughs> it is not cold. I used to ride my bike in the snow. It's never that cold here. Okay. Okay, we're wimps. <laughs> well, now, those are fat, tired bikes. You could not ride a you know, a 10-speed bike, with 25-speed bike, whatever. That's what we have, road, road bike. bikes. We, we have, have the skinny bikes. tires. Yeah, yeah, skinny tires. Yeah, that well, actually cuts through the snow pretty good, but they do tend to gather snow on the rims, so. It, well, not here, they don't. No, they don't. But, um, you know, it's just, it's it's investing in that person, knowing enough to know who who is important to Chris, what's important to Chris, knowing Scripture well enough, being able to recite and to pray with each other. So it has to be that investment in the relationship, the investment in um, in reading Scripture and in understanding it and in bringing to each other. I've read this in my Bible study. We've, you know, like the Lisa Turkhurst was a, a great study of best yes and um, brought that to Chris. You've got to you've got to listen to this. This is what I learned from it. So we share with each other, and that that has a a, a big impact. But we have to know. We have to ask. The tough questions. And Paula was worried about being nervous and not being able to say anything. That was pretty good. That was awesome what you just said. That was so good. All right. So, is there, a, Chris, is there an acceptable list of questions that Paula can ask? I mean, do you guys have preset questions that you ask every week? No, but nothing's off the table. Do you have this question? Because this is the best question I ever learned for an accountability question. What's the question I should have asked that I didn't? We haven't asked that question. It's a good question. It, I can honestly look at her and say, there's no question that you could. I, I feel very open, you know. Yeah, like, I, mean, I don't show up and throw up on her. You know, it's not uh, icky. <laughs> <laughs> that I, was such a visual image. That was just fantastic. You should do radio more often. I don't just show up and throw up. There's actually some constraint there. Okay. All right. I would say it's, it's not icky, but it's very open. And um, I, I don't feel like. I'm hiding anything. And in part, it may be who we are and how we f- feel about each other. But part of it may be being female. I think men don't usually like to admit their weaknesses. And I know that Paul and I are the kind of people we want to grow. We want to get better. We want to improve things. And we're willing to we're coachable. We're both very coachable. Yeah. Oh, I would agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that humility. It's it's. Uh, knowing that you want to you you want to be someplace different than maybe where you are right now and that you have that potential to go there but you may need some help in getting there because you're only looking at it for from a certain perspective so i mean chris isn't just like me it's not like we have to be exactly alike in in all our things she's much better financially than you know than i am and i'm probably a little more artistic than she is or we're different personalities to a certain extent, but she definitely plays better golf. <laughs> she plays a lot of golf, Chris. I, and what's interesting is, I, I never as she said, "Hey, Jim, you want to play a round of golf?" Never. I mean, because I don't even play close to her level, so she would never, never play. See, I'm, I'm still at that point there where I'm still striving to to get to get to the point where I feel comfortable playing with somebody as good as you. <laughs> you better set your standards a lot higher than me. Wow, I get to play golf twice a year when my dad wants to play. That's the only time I get to play. Hey, if you want to be good at something, 
I, I don't really care because I, I don't, I don't think there's gonna be golf courses in heaven. I want to really be good at other things. Yeah. I like golf. I like the I like to walk a great golf course. I walked a golf course twenty years ago in the Amana Colonies in Iowa with my brother-in-law. It was just the two of us. We had the whole course for ourselves. It was the most spectacular golf walk I ever took. I mean, yeah, played a round of 100 or whatever. It was wooded all surrounded. It was spectacular. I can remember that round of golf more than any other round other than when my dad played in a tournament at Sawgrass and I got to walk that course. That course is really neat, but it's got history. But notice you're not talking about the score. You're yeah. talk, you're no, because competition screws my golf game up. Yeah. My dad did that when I was in high school because when I started getting okay, you know, how about a quarter on the hole? How about a quarter on the hole? I'm like, oh, that just got to me. It, I never could sink a putt when he put a quarter on it. No, but my point is oh. is that you weren't talking about score. You are talking about how beautiful it yeah, was, I how really it enjoyed made it. you feel. Yeah. and That's what golf is. It's very relational. Not when you're golf with guys, it's not. <laughs> Like, oh, how'd you get in that score? I mean, it's, it's what it is. It's that's, see, that's the problem. He's talking about the difference in accountability with men and women. It's different in everything, right? Oh, it is. God, and God has a lot of sense of humor when he created men and women so radically different. I mean, it's just funny. But yes, golf with guys, it's, sometimes it can be relational. If you're, in a golf cart, if you're in a golf cart, you can have a little relational time in the golf cart. But golf, for the most part, is always surface level with guys. You can't you can't get deep level because it'll miss. That'll screw up my swing. You know that'll wreck my concentration. I don't care. Let's go. So I know I don't go to on golf games with guys. Sorry, it's my it's not my show. It's your show. All right. So listen, as uh, tell me some of the questions you ask, Chris. What are some of the questions you like to ask, Paula? Don't don't get into the sensitive ones. But I mean, what are some of the, give an idea of the kinds of topics you're dealing with. We deal with work topics almost every week, and we deal with children topics almost every week. So it's really simple, like how's Carrie, how's Jake, you know, what's going on with them? Yeah, and this week, one of the um, comebacks that I had with Chris was last week we had talked about a few things going on with work and without getting into, you know, it was, okay, so how did you resolve that? Did you resolve that? And she has to say, well, I put it off, which she never does. So... um you know, but she has to respond back then. I mean, what else can she say? So, wow, good. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way. That's the only she way. She just that gave the blank face look. That, that was what <laughs> she didn't want to say. Chris, this is a radio show. Okay, <laughs> I was shaking my head again. Yeah, I know. It's good though. I mean, you know, you guys have a big influence in Tampa Bay. And I know a lot of it's focused in Pinellas County, and that's just fantastic. It's a big, huge county full of a million people. You have a wide influence. How has accountability helped keep you, help you have a proper perspective on life? How has that accountability between each other really kept you grounded as you've grown your business influence? Well, because really it's, it's, it's a one-on-one. When we're being accountable to each other, it's one-on-one. So a lot of the other relationships then that I, that I seek and that I, I go for, I try and do it on a, on a one-on-one basis. And so it doesn't become this big, overwhelming Sphere, you know, if you talk about a sphere of influence, to me, it's I'm just me. And if I if I have the opportunity, the privilege to work with a a lot of other women or men in the business, and that's all great. But it's really comes down to who you are, who you serve, which is Jesus Christ, and and then the people that you serve are a reflection of that. Mm. So I take what I we do on Wednesday on a bigger basis with my running group so we are doing accountability and it starts just with showing up to exercise i mean that's part of accountability that's the first, that's right the first that's step. the first that's part. your fab 50 group 
Yeah. Okay. So when I, when, and we do long runs on weekends. I'm going to be gone this week. I'm wondering how in the world am I going to do a 10 mile run by myself? But you can have a lot of deep conversations on a long run. It might be tough on a bike if you're on Gulf Boulevard, but you're on a, you know, 10 mile run with a bunch of women. You're running side by side with somebody. You can have some pretty deep conversations, and I definitely have. Only if you're in good shape can you actually say, have I'd conversation. Be and puffing. I was like, we call that level five. Oh, okay. When you're running level five, you can still have a conversation. N- nice. So level five on a scale of one to ten. Yes. Okay. So you're not killing it. You're not doing five minute miles, and you're doing this. I have never done a five minute mile. Five oh five oh seven. I think was my best time in a mile. All right. So. Uh, so, but you're able to have conversations while you're running. Yeah. So this Fab Fifty group, it's Fab Fab Fifty Women on the Run dot com. Yes. I just want to make sure I helped you with that. Fab Fifty. It's not easy to say. Fab Fifty Women on the Run dot com. What is the point of that group? Well, it started out as um, a friend, another friend of mine who was turning fifty the year that it started. I think it was four years ago. She was working on a doctoral dissertation. And she's really going through some struggles. This is Dr. Some, Pamela's group. Yeah. Oh, okay. She was going through some depression and things like that, and she decided for her fiftieth birthday that she was going to invite some friends to do a couch potato to half marathon program. And I think we're over three hundred women that have been through it. Now. Wow. Yeah, I think turning fifty will be a little bit depressing. I don't know, half a century. It's been the best time in my life, I, I'll just admit. It's pretty I'm, awesome. I don't know. 30 never bothered me. 40 never bothered me. I think 50 might bother me. I don't know. What, what, Paul? What, Paula? This is radio. You have to talk. <laughs> Feel just... free. <laughs> what are you thinking? I thought you were already 50, Jim. Is that what you were thinking? That's no, my... no, I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I'm going, I have to plan a golf trip for 60 coming up. So, uh, And I'm thinking, so... and you're worried about 50? I don't. <laughs> so Paul and I would say one thing that we've done well is we're doing midlife well, aren't we? We are, absolutely. Well, you do are very active. You're doing lots of stuff. So that that's cool. And you're really, and at the same time, you're having fun. You've got this relationship. You're both doing very well in business. And you got these adult kids like I do. And that's probably the biggest challenge of all of life at in your mid-years, isn't it? Well, her kids are almost perfect. So we just oh. have to, you know, just say that. Not How do you many- like that? Yeah. Carrie and Jake, if you're listening, <laughs> you got a standard now. Wow, I'm I'm not saying anything. I'm not I'm, I'm tempted. I'm your host Jim Brangenberg. We got people listening all over Tampa Bay and around the world. From uh, seriously, from New Zealand to Norway, from Norway to the northwest quadrant of the United States of America. People all over. There, thank you so much for listening. Podcast. I know you're listening on archives, and I know you're listening live. So thanks so much for being part of the iWorkFrame audience. I hope each and every day you walk away with a challenge that leaves you going, wow, I don't know if I can listen to them every day. Every day I get challenged, and I had so much to apply. That's what I'm hoping, because that's how I walk away. Thanks so much to those people supporting this show, especially thanks to Clearwater Christian College about their upcoming Cougar Golf Classic. I don't know. I'm having a hard time. Maybe the sugar's running out. I don't know. Cougar Golf Classic coming up on April the 17th. They're raising funds. You get to come out and golf. They're raising funds for scholarships to keep kids in Christian education at the college level. Find out more online at clearwater.edu, clearwater.edu. Okay, ladies. Last question. I got Chris Hartland in the, in the studio audience. Okay, they're live 
Well, they're not studio audience. Well, you guys are my studio audience, and you're my guests. Okay. Got Chris Hartland, Paul and Claire Smith. I'm running out of words. I don't know what happened. How has accountability helped you in your personal lives? Paula, as a single mom, how has accountability from Chris helped you as a single mom raising two now adult kids? Well, you have a lot of responsibility, obviously, as a single mom. Toughest job in the world. Yeah, it's a pretty tough job. And so you have a lot of emotions and a lot of seasons that you that you go through, and you're doing it by yourself. So it's really tough not to have that support or the um, even the conflict, basically. Challenge me. How am I thinking? What am I doing? And so to be able to go to Chris, as well as other girlfriends, it doesn't just need to be one accountability person or friend, but several. I have a, another group of women that I meet with once a month that are all Christian women, and they've held me accountable also multiple times because they've known me even longer. But even with Chris, I'll tell her what's going on. What did you do in this situation? What am I thinking? Or it's really a matter of saying, this is what scripture says. How do, how do you think, Paula, this applies then in what you're telling me right now? Mm. Because it's very... It's easy to say, what should I do? But it's a lot harder to be posed with that question. And then to have that question followed up, did you do it? Did you do did it? Did you actually do what we talked about? All right, Chris, how is how is accountability between you and Paula helped your marriage? Paula, should I be using the rod or the staff on this one? <laughs> yes. I, I would tell one. you that sometimes we women can be tough on our husbands. And it's helpful to check in with somebody. It's like, am I, am I giving them too much line here or am I overreacting to this or it's easier coming from uh, a friend than you know what's your husband going to say <laughs> yes you are overreacting and you're being too tough so um, so I think it's it's fair it makes me probably a, a more um, it gives me a checkpoint that's awesome so really in summing it up you would recommend that women get involved in an accountability relationship with somebody they could trust you would recommend that for all women, right? Yeah, I don't know how a woman can actually go through life without it. Girlfriends are critical. Cheaper Girl- than therapy. Much cheaper. And we get great business plans besides. It's not just on the personal side how to sort out emotions. But you, you have to. Women have to have somebody else, at least one other person, or else they feel very much alone. And Christ wants us to be in relationship. Mm, I, I totally agree. And And guys... They were talking from a woman's standpoint about having girlfriends in their lives. That is not a guy thing. Guys need guy friends, not girlfriends. Okay. <laughs> that never works. Okay. Um, okay. Any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Before I close out the show, I just know that you guys are both full of wisdom. Any final thoughts? Chris is shaking her head. Final thought, Chris. Yeah. We, we're going to turn our bike rides into a bike and Bible study in our Healthy, Wealthy, Wise movement. And so I just want to mention, if you think that's a great idea... That okay, so where do they find out enjoy? more about it, Healthy, Wealthy, Wise? They can call us at our office at 727-399-8990. No yeah. website for that yet? It's going live, our new website, in the next few days, and that's peace-wealth.com. All right, peace-wealth.com. Okay. Paula, any final thoughts? No. Okay, perfect. All right, listen, we're coming to the end of another I Work For Him show. I'm looking for a 1,000 people to make this commitment. A 1,000 people in Tampa Bay to take the I Work For Him challenge and become part of the I Work For Him nation. I'm looking for a 1,000 people to start praying for their coworkers and employees. And in doing so, learn to reach out to those people outside of the office to develop relationships with them so that you can have an impact and share Christ with them in a non-threatening environment. I'm looking for a 1,000 people that will look for 
ways to serve their coworkers and employees in their workplace. I'm looking for a thousand people to go into the workplace and notice changes in people's behavior so you can have an opportunity to pray with people in the office. I'm looking for a thousand people, those same thousand to be the best and brightest example of a Christ follower and a person performing in your position. If you're going to be a Christ follower in your business, you should be the best and the brightest there is in your position. I'm looking for a thousand people to live a consistent witness at home, in your neighborhood, and in your office. People shouldn't say, well, I'm one way at home and I'm another way in the office. I'm one way at church and I'm different in the office. That's not the way it works. Christ impacts your life everywhere you are. So contact me via Facebook or email Jim at IWorkForHim.com or on Facebook just look for I Work For Him. On our website IWorkForHim.com you can click on contact us or subscribe and let me know that's that you want to be part of the I Work For Him nation. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business but ultimately I work for him.